This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. We start off the morning with a special guest in the studio and I want to introduce Danny Fridberg. So Danny, good morning to you. Morena. Appreciate you coming into the studio so early in the morning. I'm not sure if this is a normal time you get up in the morning or not. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No, it's perfectly fine. Great. So um, I thought just before we get into some of the work that you're currently doing in the Otago Polytechnic is to give the listeners a little bit of a background as to your journey and how you came to uh, arrive here in New Zealand. So where, where, did you, where were you born? Where's your home country, town? Well, originally from Israel, uh, growing up in a little town called Nazareth that you right. might have heard of. Yes. Um, I spent my, my youth and my early adulthood in, uh, in Israel, mostly in Jerusalem, and uh, practicing conflict resolution, uh, ranging pretty much um, between mediating um, neighbors' disputes to facilitating Israeli-Palestinian dialogue on all levels. Um, and then an opportunity presented itself as a scholarship that was offered to, uh, for me to come in um, and take PhD studies at the National Center in Peace and Conflict Studies at the University of Otago. Uh, and here I am. Yes, as, as I said before we came on here, I was um, googling your CV and uh, I ended, ended up printing three pages. It's, it's Pretty impressive. You've had a fairly um, interesting journey with uh, different universities, um, different scholarships and awards. It goes on and on and on. <laughs> I keep myself busy. <laughs> so what drew you to New Zealand? Um, well, first and foremost, it was the opportunity to join the, um, the National Center in Peace and Conflict Studies. It was a fairly new center. Um, that was very open to to accept international students with all kinds of ideas, and uh, and I found there a very vibrating and an active community of peace builders and scholars, um, and that was the first reason for us to come here. And then when I finished my studies in 2017, we just loved the Nidin so much that we decided to stay. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Quite often when I've interviewed uh, people that have come and from overseas and how they've sort of arrived and settled in, particularly in Dunedin, it's um, always interests me that they just love it for different reasons. Sometimes it's just for the opportunity of the academic um, opportunities that here in Dunedin with the University and Polytech. It's sometimes just a lifestyle. Sometimes it's a climate, which is hard to believe. But with me growing up and living all my life in, in uh, Dunedin, it's sort of sometimes hard to comprehend how a person can come and really enjoy living in Dunedin. So that, that's really interesting to, to hear. So currently you are with the Otago Polytechnic here in Dunedin Learning and Teaching Specialist. You're an advisor on tertiary teaching program and curriculum development across the politics, colleges and schools. Now, what I'm interested to, to get the listeners to understand is when we talk about um, conflict resolution, what, what are we referring to here in a sense, just in a general term? When, what are we talking about conflict resolution? Well, I guess people who are not coming from that field will identify that mostly with mediation of sorts. Um, but actually, conflict resolution is much broader, and it refers to any interpersonal, intergroup, any human situation in which people have interactions with. Um, and conflict is one, just one state of that interaction that usually happens when things go wrong. Um, not to say that 
lack of conflict necessarily is the the optimal state of affairs um, but definitely knowing how to handle our conflicts how to handle our day-to-day uh, disputes disagreements uh, debates can can improve our life quality uh, tremendously right so um, and again I'm using words here mediation peace education peace building practices so I mean I suppose in mediation we can refer that to a situation where you've got two individuals trying to sort out a particular conflict Um, when we're talking about peace building practices is that in the same principle or we're talking about where you've got cultures or countries that are trying to come to some sort of uh, collaborative um, space just is there sort of differences here well peace building usually refers to larger scale processes in which uh, and what I'm looking at the usually national or international level where uh, groups of people from different and very identified identi- identities um, are having some clashes or uh, incompatibility of goals with each other. So if we have, I'll take the Israeli-Palestinian example, um, when you live in such a dense place and just for the um, for the listeners uh, who don't know the numbers, the size, the entire size of Israel and Palestine is about two thirds of Otago, uh, while the amount of people living there is getting very close to fifteen million. Wow! So just imagine the density even before starting to go into a hundred years of bloodshed and um, and very very violent conflict. Uh, even before that, just imagine the density and how you need to live with people who are essentially very different from you, not only with the other ethnic or political group, but also within your group. These groups are very diverse. The Jewish group is essentially a group of migrants coming from all over the world. So we have very different cultures mm-hmm. living within the Jewish group. And the same for Palestinians. There are Christians and Muslims. There are uh, people coming from the south, Bedouins essentially, and people who are um, from the north. So there are uh, Palestinians who are much more ingrained in one one place. Um, so trying to engage with these uh, groups, first of all, it just shows the complexity of it and the number of considerations you need to make. But peace building looks at the relations, looks at the systems, the structures, the policies, the norms, um, and, and, and so forth um, that you need to consider and engage with when right. you come to to uh, facilitate and promote right. these processes. Right. Yeah, it's quite complex when you're referring to that part of the world, isn't it? I mean, we could probably talk for quite some time about the sort of the complexities of that whole the whole area it, it fascinates me but I, I still probably um, a little bit naive as to just sort of the on the ground uh, struggles that um, you know we've got two sort of conflicting sort of cultures there and a lot of mixture of cultures too so it's um, yeah it's quite fascinating so in your sort of uh, experience have you I mean you're obviously um, a teaching uh, lecturer specialist in your field have you actually been involved in the the practical sort of uh, mediation conflict sort of space at all yourself? Yes I see myself first and foremost as a practitioner I spent about 20 years in the field I still am in the field in many ways um practicing, guiding, mentoring practitioners, um, 
for example, when I've just come to the need in 2014, I've established the Otago Peer Mediation Center. So this is currently the only student-led mediation center on a university or a campus in New Zealand. And this is a fully student-led operation. Uh, I train the students as mediators, and in turn, they volunteer uh, as mediators on campus, providing mediation services to their peers in mostly flatting disputes, but sometimes uh, study-related disputes, um, disputes with other people in the wider community surrounding them. Um, And in that sense, I keep my, my other foot in the field. Right. So I'm speaking to Danny Fridberg, and Danny is with the Otago Polytechnic here in Dunedin. He's a learning and teaching specialist. So Danny, um, when you've obviously come into a space here in uh, Otago and Dunedin, uh, and you're again looking at some back of your experience, you've been around the world at different sort of uh, countries. What's so sort of unique about what you've been able to sort of develop and create here in Dunedin? Is it sort of the, the, a new field of, um, that you've been able to bring to, this, to the space here or is there some other aspect that sort of makes a difference to where, where else you've been out you know, in the world? Well, I'm not trying to change differently not Dunedin. No. I'm very happy with right. how it is. Uh, but I am trying to contribute. I think what the th- first thing that struck me in Dunedin, perhaps New Zealand uh, in general, is that it hasn't been corrupted by cynicism yet. Um, and in this regard, there is openness and will to learn and to engage and to to try to improve people's lives. Things like slogans like "Be kind" would not probably go a long way uh, in many other places in the world, but here it still sticks. And I think uh, this is a bliss. Um, to the folks of Dunedin. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, how I'm trying to contribute currently is by promoting a new program in conflict resolution right. through which I hope to uh, to broaden and deepen the, the breadth of, of knowledge and expertise of practitioners of conflict resolution in New Zealand. Right, so leading on to that, um, if I was to enroll with that particular course, what would be my uh, expectation of going out into the field where, where would I sort of fit into the sort of the career space so that's a great question and <laughs> there's only so many mediators that a country as small as New Zealand actually needs right so and this is a very good question because the practice of conflict resolution has been more and more considered to belong to lawyers or people who have access to legal um, um, Cases, uh, other people sometimes volunteer in the community mediation center, like the one we have in Dunedin, but not much more than that. And one of the things that this program will be aiming to do is to define and, and guide the learners through suggested career pathways. So, actually, mediation, of course, is a classic, uh, if I may say so, a 30 years long practice right, right. to call it pra- uh, classic. Um, but a classic application of conflict resolution methodologies and and, and um, ex- uh, proficiency and expertise, but um, two other career pathways that we'll be teaching along uh, will be one on an organizational level in which we will uh, offer the learners the perspective and the uh, perhaps professional tools to engage uh, as consultants, external or internal consultants to organizations, institutions, um, 
and corporations, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a very common practice that uh, conflict resolution practitioners across the world have uh, as they come and assist uh, organizations in their negotiation um, processes, in their crisis management um, needs, and in their organizational culture. Right. Uh, so that's another career pathway. And, and the third one, perhaps a higher level, is the national and international peace builder. And there we will have special trainings in intervention in international disputes from the point of view of the UN and international NGOs. Um, and in other areas we will be covering is immigration and refugee resettlement, which is very relevant in mm. for New mm. Zealand and um, I and the teachers will, who will be teaching it find that there are so many lessons that can should be learned from the international experience that was gained mm. so far. And New Zealand being tucked away mm. in, the, in our corner of the world can benefit mm. from uh, a program that will package those lessons and, and uh, make them accessible to right. new learners. Brilliant. So, Danny, just finally... Um, when you look back over your life's experience and what you've been able, I know you've you've written a number of publications, and is the complexity of mediation got any more difficult than when you sort of started out on this journey, or has it always been a sort of a core um, space of just trying to bring resolution? I mean, is there any complexities that have sort of create been created over a time pr- a frame, or has it sort of always been that you? You just come through uh, and and try to get some sort of resolution of, of whatever that conflict might look like. Well, I guess along the years, you know, it's more about mature, my own maturity than anything right. else than uh, what's out there. Um, on the one hand, these fantasies of you becoming the problem solver for the world sort of take a, a more... Uh, reasonable size uh, and perspective. Um, and on the other hand, I think you realize that people are people, and you know, regardless, almost regardless of the cultural context, political context, or geographic context in which they are operating and, and disputing with other people, uh, they essentially all want to be happy. They essentially right. all want to have their children or their whānau you know, safe and guarded and, and uh, prosperous as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and the way to assist them in getting there, or perhaps at least getting closer to there, um, can and should go through just helping them in their daily relations with other people, with other whānau, which is not always the, the comfort zone right. for many people. And, and I think the more I spend time in this practice, uh, the more I realize that that's the biggest value I can give yeah. people. Yeah. Well, Danny, uh, I really appreciate you coming so uh, in so early in the morning into the studio. Um, unfortunately, our time is up, so I could have probably kept going with some a lot of other information and and uh, that I'd like to have actually learned from just what you've been sharing with us this morning. But unfortunately, we have to move on. So again, thank you so much for taking the time to come into the studio. So Danny Fritberg, who's with the Otago Polytechnic, he's a learning and teaching specialist. And I'm sure that, um, Danny, that uh, if there's anyone listening there would be wanting to know a little bit more about sort of uh, mediation, conflict resolution, and uh, also the particular uh, course that you've um, created here 
in Dunedin would um, be you'd be very happy to hear from uh, from them. I'm sure. Of course. Have a great day and thank, thank you, you for once again. Me. Good one. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.